right, let's get this show started. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Oh, I am so happy to be here. It is Tuesday. This is episode 551 and you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. And as always, we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Christie's Cafe, the Man and Mare Podcast, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. Just a reminder that I will be at Ivy Park tonight for my live show. You don't want to miss it. And I'm also going to have Thrift Behringer on as he is starting to become a weekly guest. But on the show today, I got a special treat for y'all. If you are a basketball fan living in the Fountain City, you definitely don't want to miss this show. I got the Columbus State Cougars men's head basketball coach Robert Moore and the Columbus State Lady Cougars head basketball coach Matt Hauser both on the show to talk about what is going on in the Peach Belt Conference as we turn the calendar to February in a couple days and the regular season in the Peach Belt for both the Cougars and Lady Cougars are starting to wrap up. And so they're going to talk about what is going on in the season. We do have a great show for you. It is my Bracketology 101 show. I hope that you have enrolled in classes for Bracketology. We had the new AP poll for college basketball that came out yesterday. And Brock Purdy is going to be out about six months with a UCL tear, which means I think that the starting quarterback – for the San Francisco 49ers going into 2023 is going to be Trey Lance. And National Signing Day is this Wednesday. Are some college teams still not finished with their recruiting class? All right, I am so excited to announce here on this show that I'm going to have a busy week. I'm calling the Columbus Rapids on Wednesday. On Friday, I am going to be the public address announcer for the Shaw Hardaway game. That is a big region game that's going to take place at Shaw High School. The girls will start at 6. The boys will tip off at 7.30. That is going to be a big region game. Two crosstown rivals in 4A, the Shaw Raiders and the Hardaway Hawks. And then on Saturday, I am super excited that I am filling in for Hall of Fame broadcaster Scott Miller as he's calling the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars For basketball at the Lumpkin Center, well, there's a baseball game that's going on at the same time. So I have the privilege of filling in for him while he's calling basketball. And I am super excited because I have not called a baseball game in approximately 20 years. And so I might be a little rusty, but I'm really looking forward to calling that Columbus State baseball game, game two of that three-game series against West Alabama And I'm hoping to get Coach Appleton on the show as well as we preview the Columbus State Cougars baseball team. They had a magical run going all the way to the Super Regionals last season. However, they did fall to North Greenville in three games. Super Bowl 57, Glendale, Arizona. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Kansas City Chiefs last won a Super Bowl in 2020, the Philadelphia Eagles last won a Super Bowl in 2018. What's unique about the Eagles is they are back in the Super Bowl with a new head coach, Nick Sirianni, and a new quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Remember, Doug Peterson and Nick Foles 
won that Super Bowl. In fact, they have a statue just outside of the stadium. And there are going to be plenty of storylines to cover in the next two weeks. But one thing that I am intrigued by is the city of brotherly love. The Phillies make it to the World Series, and now the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl. Some other cities that had incredible runs, including the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl in 2021. The Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup in 2021 and 2020. The Tampa Bay Rays going to the World Series in 2020. How about the run that Boston had in 2007 and 2008? The Boston Celtics won the NBA title in 2008. The Boston Red Sox won the World Series in 2007. And the New England Patriots, they went undefeated in the regular season and they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl thanks to a crazy David Tyree helmet catch. But as a 49ers and Giants fan, I was reminded of the Giants winning the World Series in 2012 and the 49ers going to the Super Bowl in 2013, in the 2012 season. Uh, That was pretty impressive. But each city has had their incredible runs. And right now, the city of Philly can cherish this run. I mean, what if the Sixers get things right with Joel Embiid and James Harden, and they challenge in the Eastern Conference. I'm a fan of Shake Milton, though. I thought he had a great series in 2021 against the Atlanta Hawks. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Action in the NBA last night. The Lakers decided to sit LeBron and AD. They lose to the Brooklyn Nets 121-104. to the Kings get a road victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves in overtime, 118 to 111, and they have now eclipsed their win total from last year, and I think that the Sacramento Kings will make the playoffs. The Warriors are starting to make that push, beating the Thunder on the road, 128 to 120, and the Atlanta Hawks lose to the Portland Trailblazers, 129 to 125 led by Damian Lillard's 42 points. It was just a back-breaking three-pointer by Anthony Simmons with 34 seconds left. The Atlanta Hawks are now 25-26. and 26. Now, DeJounte Murray had 40 points in the game. They get ready on Wednesday to take on the Phoenix Suns, a team that's struggling as well. They got a tough road trip before they're back at State Farm Arena on February the 9th when they will take on the Phoenix Suns once again. And all around the month of February, if you're wanting to see a Hawks game, there are some games to include the New York Knicks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then the Brooklyn Nets. They got some tough matchups. All right, I think it's time for my Bracketology 101 show. So I hope that you studied. Now, I pulled some different websites, cbssports.com, ESPN's Joe Lenardi, And I'm going to start with the new college basketball rankings that came out yesterday. And no surprise, the Alabama Crimson Tide drop in the rankings after losing to an unranked Oklahoma team. They fall two spots, and they go to number four. Right now, Purdue is the unanimous number one with a 21-1 record, and they are also my overall number one seed. Now, Purdue has only made it to the Final Four twice. The last time they went to the Final Four was 1980. They had several Elite Eight appearances. 
But head coach Matt Painter has done a great job with this Purdue Boilermakers team that lost Jaden Ivey to the NBA, but they have Zach Eady. They got a pretty decent team, and they are my overall number one seed. Tennessee falls in. They actually jump up in the rankings after beating a top 10 team in the Texas Longhorns. They are number two, followed by the Houston Cougars, number three, Alabama, four, Arizona, number five, Virginia, number six, Kansas State, number seven, the Kansas Jayhawks, number eight, UCLA, number nine, and Texas is number 10. All right, so these are my number one seed. So every week I'm going to include a seed. So I have the first three seeds that I'm projecting on last week's show. This week's show, I'm including the number four seeds. And then, of course, I'm going to have my last four in and my first four out. All right, here are my number one seeds. Purdue, Tennessee, Kansas State, and Arizona. I just think that whoever wins the conference championship, I know Kansas State, it's really it's up to Kansas State or Kansas. Whoever wins the Big 12 is going to get that number one seed. Tennessee, well, they have a very tough schedule. They still got to play Alabama. That's coming February the 11th. Arizona, it's really theirs to lose. If they win the Pac-12, they're going to be a number one seed. Houston, the reason why I have them a number two seed, I have Alabama number two seed, Kansas is a number two seed, and then Texas. Houston is a number two seed because they play in a weaker conference, even though they're ranked number three. So my number three seeds are Virginia, Iowa State, Gonzaga, and UCLA. Now I'm adding the number four seed to my bracketology. The number four seeds are TCU, Miami, Xavier, and Baylor. Look at all those teams in the Big 12. My word. Six teams in the Big 12 that are in the top 25. That's pretty impressive. All right, my last four in, Creighton, Northwestern, Pitt, and Penn State. All right, the first four out, these would be the number one seeds in the NIT. Utah State, Maryland, West Virginia, and Wake Forest. Although West Virginia... Their resume looks a little bit more impressive after upsetting Auburn. But anything could happen. We did have a great top 25 game in college basketball as Texas beat Baylor. And then you had Iowa State beating Texas Tech. Virginia gets the win over Syracuse on the road. And uh, here's some of the action tonight. We have a big showdown in Lawrence, Kansas tonight, Kansas State taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, Kansas State has already beaten Kansas, but that was in Manhattan. You got West Virginia taking on TCU. If they want to get out of that bubble and get a lock into the tournament, that is a win that they have got to get. And then Maryland, also a bubble team, taking on Indiana you got Providence taking on Xavier on Wednesday. Tennessee is on the road taking on Florida. That's one of those trap games that Tennessee has got to make sure they don't slip up. But the big game this Saturday, not only you have Auburn and Tennessee, you got Kansas and Iowa State, Purdue and Indiana. You have Kansas State and Texas. 
than Gonzaga and St. Mary's, but you have Duke and North Carolina. Now, normally this is one of the biggest games in college basketball, and I get that. And this, I got to look and see, is this the first time that Duke and North Carolina have been unranked? It's, you got Hubert Davis taking on John Schneider. The first time that Duke is not ranked, both are 15-6. and six, And this is a rematch of the dream Final Four matchup that we all got to see last year. It's just weird having both these teams not ranked. North Carolina clearly has the best player in college basketball, Armando Baycott, but they have underachieved. So has Duke. All right, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to talk about Brock Purdy. As a San Francisco 49ers fan, did receive the word that he had a UCL tear, which means he will be out for six months, and it's, it's bad. I'm just going to say it's bad. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been Tommy John surgery, and he would have been out for the 2023 season. And I think that the 49ers just need to lean on Trey Lance, give the keys to this franchise to Trey Lance. He does some good things. He may not be accurate with the football like Brock Purdy, but you drafted him third overall for a reason. You gave up all those first-round picks. Just let Trey Lance run the show. And once Brock Purdy comes back, Brock Purdy would be a good backup. It goes to show both quarterbacks are injury-prone. And just the 49ers were so snake-bitten with the injuries to four quarterbacks that it really just wasn't fair. And now we got a Super Bowl where we got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That won't happen until February the 12th. In the meantime, we have got other sports to talk about. Well, the Atlanta Falcons have a new defensive coordinator. It's Ryan Nielsen. He was the assistant defensive coach for the New Orleans Saints. And now I think that all the eyes will be turned to what the Falcons are going to do defensively. They have the easiest schedule for the 2023 season. If they go with Desmond Ritter as their quarterback, do they build this team around the defense? I still think that Tyler Algier should be their primary running back. But here's a crazy thought. Why not draft Stetson Bennett? Yeah, I said it. Look, I'm not a fan of what happened with this public intoxication getting arrested in Dallas. Hey, he's a two-time national champion for the Georgia Bulldogs. How great would it be if the Atlanta Falcons signed him as a backup quarterback to Desmond Ritter? And maybe he could have one of those special seasons. But really... The Atlanta Falcons, everything is there for them to make the playoffs next year. They got an easy schedule. They're getting some of their key players back, to include Kyle Pitts. They have the number eight overall pick in the NFL draft. The time is now. And this division, we don't know the status of Tom Brady. Now, the Carolina Panthers did improve a little bit, getting Frank Reich as their head coach. Had a lot of coaching moves. Vic Fangio is now the defensive coordinator in Miami. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, was fired. And so the Los Angeles Chargers 
pick him up. That didn't take very long. And then the Houston Texans are going to offer their head coaching position to D'Amico Ryans, even though the Denver Broncos are still in the running. And so we have Bill O'Brien being the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, which means Alabama has an opening for a new offensive coordinator. I've thrown some names out there. You know how Nick Saban is tight with Bill Belichick. Why not get Joe Judge in there as the offensive coordinator for the Crimson Tide? Or how about Adam Gase? Get one of these players like a Brian Schottenheimer, somebody that has been an offensive coordinator in the NFL. That's what Nick Saban likes to do. He likes getting these big-time names. And I think they're going to get a defensive coordinator in there too because I think Pete Golding is going to be gone as well. So Alabama's going to try to shake things up. You know they don't go more than three years without winning a national championship. And we also talk about, hey, this is January the 31st. This is a huge milestone because exactly three years ago, January 31st, 2020, I created my first episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. So how did this podcast get started? Well, a college buddy of mine had his own podcast, and it was called Tennessee Titans Talk. He invited me on his podcast because we were previewing the Super Bowl, knowing that I was a San Francisco 49ers fan, and the rest is history. He showed me how to do a podcast, and I had my first episode where I previewed the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, my first guest ever, and say what you want, I mean, it's not nepotism at all, but my first guest was my brother-in-law, Ryan Frederick, who I haven't had him back on the show yet, but he was an amazing guest, a very passionate sports fan, a lot of sports knowledge, but, you know, as my brother-in-law, you know, I try to shy away from asking him to be on the podcast just because... He's family and, you know, you know how it goes. And then I also had Rodney Pierre-Paul on as a guest. You know, he hasn't been on in a while. Uh, Jenny Fisher was one of my other first guests, uh, Rob Frazier. And so in the early years of the sports beat, I had about five guests. The entire 2021, I didn't really have any guests. And then this past year, the podcast really took off because... I have been at this radio station, WQEE, for a year. It was exactly a year ago that this show debuted on WQEE. And then for about four months, I had a co-host, Corey Bank, which did a great job. And we were calling high school football games together and built that relationship. Well, Corey has moved on to bigger, better things. He's now living in Madison, Wisconsin. Wish him nothing but the best of luck. But as I grow this show and build an audience, I would love to get him back on the show, but uh, he has moved on. And it was an incredible ride. I mean, we had great chemistry and just continued to build this brand. And my vision for this podcast is just to continue to grow. And to grow my audience and focus on covering local events here in the Fountain City. 
to include all the professional teams in Columbus and the collegiate teams all around the Chattahoochee Valley and to show some love to high school athletics as well because it's all about the kids. Just trying to give that coverage to those student-athletes that put their heart and soul into the sport they love. Well, I think it's about time to bring on my first guest, which is going to be the Columbus State head basketball coach, head coach Robert Moore. And then after that, I'll have the women's head basketball coach, head coach Matt Hauser. You don't want to go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars head coaches. Welcome back to the show and back once again is the Columbus State head basketball coach, Robert Moore. Coach, congratulations on an incredible road trip. A two-game win streak, both wins on the road. How does it feel to be back in the win column? Oh, we were struggling for a while there. Uh, you know, went, lost four straight. Uh, I tell our guys all the time, playing in the Peach Belt is like a roller coaster sometimes. But you got to just stay, stay with the team concepts, stay together, play hard, play smart. And I thought our guys did a great job last week winning at Georgia Southwestern and winning at Georgia College on Saturday. So we got our self back going. Hopefully we can keep it going on Wednesday night at USC Aiken. Daniel Melvin was the leading scorer on Saturday with 21 points. Uh, him and Nelson Haskin really has been the two players that have scored in double figures. But you also have a lot of balanced scoring from a lot of other players. What are some other players on the team that really has chipped in, not in, not necessarily in the scoring column, but uh, doing all the other stuff that, you know, is he gets you successful? One of our key guys is Jelani James, a transfer from Georgia Tech. He was injured toward the end of December, and uh, he had some cartilage damage in his knee, and he's back to playing normal like, like a Jelani James can play. He's very athletic. He gets rebounds. He gets steals. So he can. He did a great job at Georgia College on Saturday. I think he had 12 points, five or six rebounds, two or three steals, two or three blocks. Had a monstrous dunk to keep us going energy-wise. So he's another guy that's a big piece of the puzzle. And like you said, we play 10 to 11 guys every night. Uh, a kid that hadn't played very much all season, uh, Roman Sun from Atlanta, Georgia. He came in and gave us a spark plug. Uh, playing really good defense. You know, the point guard is Ladarius Jones. He runs the show. He's from Jordan High School here in Columbus. So we got a lot of different guys on any given night that can give you different types of things. And it's a balanced team. And we talk about it in team meetings all the time. We plan by committee. All right, Coach, you're back on the road once again in South Carolina to take on South Carolina Aiken. And then you're back at the Lander Center this Saturday Tip off at 3.30 against Flagler College. Is there any special promotions going on? And how can uh, local residents of Columbus can get some tickets? Uh, everybody needs to come out. It's all CSU former Cougar Day. My mentor, Coach Herbert Green, coached here a long time. A bunch of his players will come back. I've been the head coach for 13 years. A bunch of my guys will be back. Uh, we're just looking for everybody to come out. We'll have those guys come out at halftime and uh, say hey to the fans. So you'll see a lot of different Cougars. We've got emails from like 50 to 60 guys that used to play here at CSU Columbus State, and they'll be back with their families watching the Flagler game. We beat Flagler down there uh, early in the year, but 
They playing really good basketball. It should be a great game. Every game for us right now is a game to get us closer to tournament time. So our guys taking it like a championship game every night. So it should be great enthusiasm in the Lumpkin Center on Saturday at 3.30. The women play at 1.30, so it should be a great show. And, Coach, I would love to go to that game, but I actually have an announcement to make. I want to let you know uh -huh. I'm filling in for Scott Miller for Columbus State Baseball while he's calling your basketball game. I am truly honored to <laughs> fill in for such a legend who who can't do both because, you know, the baseball team is playing the same time as the basketball team. Oh, yeah, those two seasons kind of run together once you get close to February. Uh, we're glad you're doing it. You know, Scott Miller is the voice of the Cougar basketball, baseball uh, so we're glad you're doing it, Richard. It's be, it'll be a good experience for you. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. The baseball team, I think, was picked first in the preseason conference poll. Uh, Greg Appleton got a great bunch. They've been coming to a lot of our basketball games, trying to get our guys into it. So we all over here at CSU pull together. So I'm glad you're doing that. I, I hate you miss our game, but I'm glad. I know. I, I do appreciate that, Coach. And I reached out to Scott immediately and said, hey, I, I – I'm truly honored to get to fill in for you, and uh, hopefully uh, you and I could be calling some uh, basketball, baseball games someday. And uh, such a legend, and I, I, as I try to get my broadcasting career going, it really Scott Miller is really the true staple of a Hall of Fame broadcaster and does a great job with the Lady Cougars and the Cougars. Both teams are having a successful season, Coach. I'm hoping to get Coach Hauser on as well. So, so basically every now and then I have you and Coach Hauser on simultaneously here on the podcast, just pretty much just giving a recap of what's going on as we wrap up play in the Peach Belt. Right now, the Augusta Jaguars are the number one team in the Peach Belt. What is it going to look like? How is conference tournament going to look like? Or, or does every team in the Peach Belt get in, or is it only going to be so many teams? Uh, we got, we got ten teams in the conference. Only eight make it. So, and the number one seed who wins the regular season get to host uh, those eight teams. So we'll do it different on the men's side. If the women's side, the number one seed to host there. So Coach Hauser would take his young ladies to the number one seed on the women's side. And I would take my guys to the number one seed on the men's side. And like you said, right now, it should be Augusta. Uh, first place team will play the eighth place team. Second place team will play the seventh. Three will play six. And four will play five. And that's the format for the Peach Belt Tournament. Uh, right now, we're looking pretty good to be in that tournament. But we got to win a few more games, Richard. And we and we treat every game like a Peach Belt Championship game. So I think our guys are ready to finish strong. We got eight games left in February. And then March Madness starts. Absolutely. And, Coach, I'm reminded of a run you did about three years ago. It was about three years ago, right before the pandemic. I was actually in attendance for that game against Clayton State. And you guys made an incredible run in the Peach Belt Conference, made it all the way to the tournament, however, fell short. Right. And then the pandemic hit, and the entire NCAA Division II season was canceled. Right. But we, we lost in the championship game to Lander. Uh, in the yes. tournament, and then we didn't have an NCAA tournament that year. But our guys made a, a heck of a run. We beat the number one seed in the semifinals, which was Pembroke that year, and then we lost to Lander on their home court by two. Uh, great run for my guys. I think we ended up winning 19, 20 games that year. So uh, this team is capable. Last year's team won 20 games, uh, lost in the semifinals to Augusta at Augusta in the uh, Beach Belt Tournament, and then we lost to Queens, who's a Division One school now. We lost to Queens University in the NCAA tournament first round last year. So a lot of success here at Columbus State. We just got to keep pushing these guys to finish strong. 
And coach, I got to ask you because I saw you in attendance at the Muskogee County Christmas tournament, right. and there's all the public schools in Muskogee County, including Spencer, Northside. Uh, you were able to watch that. Were you scouting at all, coach? Oh yeah, I like a lot of guys around this area. Uh, one guy that we are really looking at is Spencer Tyson. Tyson that plays at Spencer. I'm going to watch him tomorrow night against Southwest Macon. Uh, there's a bunch of guys in this area that can play basketball, man. We just try to get out as much as we can. Uh, right now, if you look at our roster, like I said, we got the Darius Jones at the point from Jordan High School. Daniel Melvin played at Carver. We keep those local guys in our program, so it's, it's something that we love to do. I'm telling you, Tyson McDaniel, 6'7", he is a special player. <laughs> special he is player. definitely going to be playing at the next level. I know a lot of colleges are are looking at him. I had the privilege of just calling that game with Thrip Berenger. That buzzer beater, the Northside Patriots beat Spencer in the finals. It was just an amazing atmosphere at the Lumpkin Center. And, you know, just appreciated seeing you in attendance and and really just supporting uh, basketball here in Columbus, basically with the program that you have at Columbus State. Oh, yeah, we love, like I say, Rich, we love recruiting guys from this area. And a lot of times, Richard, if you look at our past, a lot of these guys will go off to school to other schools for two or three years. And then we get them on the back end through the transfer portal. So a lot of times we just watch them in high school, stay in touch with them, and they always are welcome to come back home, especially with guys with great attitudes and great athleticism. We love those guys. And Tyson McDaniel is one of those guys we're going after really hard. And one school here in Columbus that has a lot of great players is St. Ampicelli. Uh, Thrift Berenger calls games for them. Uh, they have some incredible players. They, it looks like they could make a run for the state title in the GIAA. Are, are you also recruiting these private schools as well? You didn't get a chance to see them at the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament, but you got St. Ampicelli, Calvary Christian, Brookstone? Yeah, I, I went to watch Brookstone and um, Pacelli last Tuesday. I had just left the Calvary game because they played at 6.30, and I got over to Brookstone and Pacelli at Brookstone at 7.30. And uh, Pacelli shoots a lot of threes. Corey Black got that team really rolling. Uh, they got a lot of younger guys that we also taking a hard look at. Uh, I tell you, Richard, they shot 33-point shots in the first half, and I was just amazed at how they play. They remind you of a smaller version of the Golden State Warriors. So it was fun to watch. And, I, and then once I got to the house that night, I called Corey Black on the phone and said, I'll be back. So it's good basketball in this area. Yes, Coach Black is doing an amazing job with the Pacelli Vikings. He's not afraid to play anybody. They'll go and play Sandy Creek. <laughs> right. See, you know, Sandy Creek had Jabari Smith Jr. last year. Right. He'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. All right. Well, let's bring it back to Columbus State basketball because I really, I, I really want to see this wrapping up there. The, you know, the home stretch in the Peach Belt Conference. If you look at some of their home games, they actually wrap up the season. You guys wrap up with two home games. How important is it? just to have a strong finish to make sure that you get into the Peach Bell Conference Tournament? Oh, we talked about we talked about it in film today, Richard. We talked about it in uh, practice today. We got we got to finish strong. We had some up and downs, ups and downs during the uh, beginning of the season. But right now, you got to try to play your best basketball hitting into February. My guys, I tell you, I tell you, if you don't play good basketball in January and February, it will not be any March. So, I think our guys have kind of locked into that. Uh, guys are coming in, getting up extra free throws, extra shots. And I think right now it's just a matter of us putting it all together and staying close as a unit and making sure we finish strong. And like you said, we got two games, uh, USC Aiken on February 22nd, and then we got Georgia College at home 
on February 25th. That'll be our last two home games. So anybody out there that want to come watch the Cougars, we also got Georgia Southwestern on February 15th as a home game. And that'll be our last three home games, Richard, after Saturday game against Flagler. So it's, it's, it's about to wind down and we got to be ready to play. Well, Coach, I am excited about Columbus State basketball. I definitely want to try to come out and support the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars. I've talked to Coach Hauser. I said I, I got to get my girls out to a game, you know, because they love uh, when uh, female athletes play. You know, I take them to Columbus Rapids games. But, uh, you know, Coach Hauser's got a great program there, too, and he's going to be on shortly as well here. And just good luck to the Cougars and Lady Cougars. And I'm just a huge supporter of Columbus State athletics, and you just – just do a phenomenal job, Coach, and best of luck to you the rest of the season. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for your support, and enjoy that baseball game with Greg Appleton and those Cougars, man. Oh, I am excited. I cannot <laughs> wait. I mean, I definitely want to be at the Columbus State basketball game, but I'll be not too far over at, at Burger King Field, Ragsdale Stadium, against West Alabama, calling that game Saturday, filling in for Scott Miller. I'm just so excited. Enjoy, man. Thank you for having me on, man. Enjoy the I'll, rest of your day. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day, too, Coach. Thank you. All right. That was the Columbus State head men's basketball coach, Robert Moore, here on the show. We'll be right back with the Columbus State women's head basketball coach, Coach Matt Hauser. You don't want to go anywhere. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Christie's Cafe, located at 27 Jackson Street in Noonan. Christie's Cafe serves breakfast all day. They have the best lunch around, open from Wednesdays through Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Sundays 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You could place a takeout order online at christies-cafe.square.site. Come on by Christie's Cafe and enjoy some good food. Local Grounds Cafe and Coffee Shop is the perfect place to relax, drink some coffee. They just have delicious treats, friendly staff. They have free Wi-Fi. They have outdoor dining. Pets are always welcome with contactless payments. Located at 407 North Greenwood Street in LaGrange, Local Grounds is the perfect place. It's Local Grounds with a Z. Welcome back to the show, and on the show today, I've got the Columbus State women's head basketball coach, head coach Matt Hauser. Coach, great having you on. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate being on. Well, congratulations on picking up the win over Georgia College, 84-79 to over the weekend, pushing your record to 11-7 and overall, 5-5 five and five in the Peach Belt. Amelia Tenbrock led all scores with 26 points. You really have a young team, Coach. Your record, it really reflects how hard your team is playing. What does it mean to have a young team and to pick up some big key wins in the Peach Belt? I think it's just for them. It's just experience. Um, and like I keep telling them, like it's not about trying to win a game. It's just teaching them how to win and be a winning program. So out of our seven losses, I think we've lost, you know, six out of seven games by one or three points so they're just learning how to make up for the mistakes that they made and learn from them so going forward they can just keep perfecting their craft and just making sure that they're putting games away instead of allowing them to slip through their fingers like we're doing right now but that just comes from experience so um I think just every single day in practice and every single game we just keep you know growing and getting better growing and getting better 
Oh, absolutely, oh. Coach. And you got one more game on the road taking on Flagler College on Wednesday. Actually, nope. You got one more game on the road going up to Aiken, South Carolina, to take on South Carolina Aiken. Then it is back at the Lumpkin Center this weekend against Flagler College. What is that atmosphere going to be like at the Lumpkin Center? And just having a Saturday afternoon game, hopefully we'll see a lot of basketball fans supporting the Columbus State Lady Cougars. Yeah, we've been having great turnouts. Um, We've been having a growing uh, following now to watch these girls grow up. Uh, There's a lot of uh, buzz about them and wanting to come and participate and be part of the action and seeing the entertainment of these girls play. They're fun to watch. Every single game is just amazing to be part of. And the fans have been just really into all these games. We had a great crowd last time at our home game when we beat uh, North Georgia. Um, We've just been, you know, blessed with just a great crowd. We have our band there. Uh, the student section is going off. So it's just been a lot of fun. And now that school's back in session, more students are coming to the games, especially these home games. But the fan base has been growing. Uh, we have a lot of the high schools and elementary and middle schools coming to see these games. So it's just fun to be a part of. And it's just a great environment. But they see the, uh, I guess, the future of this program and what they're capable of doing and what they're going to do. And everybody wants to see it and wants to be a part of it. Coach, right now you are in a a three-way tie for fourth place with Augusta and Clayton State. When we get closer to the end of the regular season, you get into Peach Belt Conference play. How important is it for seeding? Because it's looking like Georgia Southwestern is going to have the overall record, a 17-2 and overall record in the Peach Belt with a 9-1 and record. But, Coach, you got kind of an advantage. America's Georgia is only an hour away. That's not really much of a travel for your team I mean, is it going to benefit your team getting to play this conference tournament at Georgia Southwestern? I think it's more about that. I think no one in this conference, I mean, hats off to Georgia Southwestern. They've been doing a phenomenal job. Um, But everybody's beating everybody in this conference. Georgia Southwestern, we played, you know, last Wednesday and we lost them, I think, by three. And they scored a layup because we had a press at the very end. But we were up with them with I think a minute and a half to go and they closed it out and we are just very, very comfortable playing at their place. But in general, I mean, it's not even just about George Southwestern. It's about everybody. There's, you know, three way tie for fourth place. There's ties for second and third. I mean, USC Aiken is I think second in the conference or third in the conference. And all it takes is just, you know, a couple losses here and there for everything to just get kind of like flip-flops. So um, what we're concentrating on is just growing and just taking care of business and staying healthy and making sure that we can finish out and make a good, strong um, winning record going into the conference tournament. But then uh, Lander upset uh, George Southwestern in our conference, um, North Georgia has beat teams and lost to teams in our conference. We've lost to teams that have beat team, you know, so it's kind of all over the place. So right now it's just going to be fun to see how this whole thing plays out. And then especially in the conference tournament, you know, who makes it to that, you know, championship game and who comes away with it. Well, the month of February for you, coach, wrapping up the peach belt. I mean, not only you have a game, this weekend, USC Aiken, like you mentioned, Flagler College this Saturday. But after that, 
you have to travel up to Young Harris, Georgia, and then Morrow. I mean, so you don't leave the state, but then you're back at home on Wednesday, February the 15th, taking on Georgia Southwestern, which is a rematch from that game where Georgia Southwestern won in Americas. It looks like, Coach, rather other than going to South Carolina, you don't leave the state of Georgia. You got a road game up in Dahlonega, and then you close out the Peach Belt regular season hosting South Carolina Aiken and Georgia College. You really can control your own destiny when it comes to uh, seedings and come ready for the Peach Belt Conference tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, again, uh, we let some games slip away from us in the beginning of season. And uh, in the beginning, when we came back from Christmas break, losing to Clayton State by one or two or three, same thing with Young Harris. Uh, Lander, we lost to them by one at home. So we're just going to have to, you know, make sure that we take care of us and keep improving on what we need to do defensively, uh, rebound the ball a little bit better. And when that starts to come our way then our offense should be taking care of business so we're just concentrating on doing the simple things right and just coming away with a win one at a time and the rest of this stuff will take care of itself so um, we're just more focused on us right now than it is more about who we're playing Um, and then like we talked about it's just once we start fixing us a little bit more and growing a little bit more the wins will come Coach, I want to talk a little bit about your team. I mean, the offense really runs through Amelia Tenbrock, but Ambrose Boosbe, who was on this team last year, she's averaging 13 points a game. You also have Alana Rawls, so you have three players on your team that's averaging double figures. Amelia Tenbrock is the leading scorer, averaging 14.9 points a game, but it's really the depth that you have on the bench. And, uh, Coach, just tell us a little bit about how important it is to have depth off your bench. I mean, the depth is what we recruited and we're, you know, we started off really deep and, um, you know, pressing and being able to just rotate players in and out. But, you know, we've been dealing with injuries now. We lost Gaucher to an ACL um, the week right before Christmas break. And again, we're losing a couple of players to injuries right now that need to rest. And uh, with Latia Reeves and uh, Maya Jackson. So right now we came away with a win from Georgia College with only seven players. So uh, right now it's, you know, just seeing the next man up and just playing basketball and knowing the role. And but like you said, we were so deep for four. So everybody's ready to play at this level of caliber of basketball. And they're excited to be part and take away a win one game at a time. Um and when we get back to that depth, that is one of our strengths is being able to pressure teams and keep, you know, that intensity going, you know, nonstop. That's how they like to play. And that's what we're all about at Columbus State. Coach, I was looking up and down your roster. You have a lot of players that you've recruited that it's not from this area. A lot of players from overseas that that play in Pennsylvania. And I mean recruiting is very important but you you really have done a great job just going outside the state of georgia and recruiting the type of players that you want to try to win with these columbus state lady cougars they all come together uh, but i know that uh, there's a lot of great basketball players that come from the state of georgia how important is it to have that balance to recruit the state of georgia and go beyond and even recruit overseas Yeah, I mean, basically, it's about the best fit and also just making sure that they can produce and do what we want to do here at Columbus State. 
Um, when I got here, I used my contacts, you know, to start the recruiting process. And I'm very fortunate that I have contacts internationally and, of course, across the nation. Um, but there is so much talent here in Georgia and the bordering states. Um, and when we start recruiting further down the line, uh, there will be more Georgia players. As you can see, our last recruiting class, we had, you know, three Georgia players come on and uh, one from Pittsburgh. But uh, I think it's very important. The whole point of being on a, um, you know, a college basketball team or any college sports team is just to learn from different dynamics and, you know, different um, areas from where people live in. And it's just fun to kind of get to know their culture and their, you know, language barriers or whatever it is. And it kind of grows everybody a little bit more, kind of getting them to see outside the box and also, you know, enjoy somebody and getting to learn from them. And that's what I love about this program and this team is that's what's grown them because of that. So it's just fun to watch them grow as a family and really, really bond because that's what they've done. Coach, I got to tell you, I've had the privilege of uh, helping uh, call high school basketball games with Thrift Behringer, and I've gotten to witness a lot of young high school players. I'm talking Calvary Christian's got a seventh grader starting on the varsity team. Glenwood has got an eighth grader starting on their varsity team. I mean, how how like when it comes to recruiting Columbus State Lady Cougars, I mean, Central's got a freshman phenom. I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly what her name is, but, you know, Coach, I mean, there's a lot of uh, – yeah, Jabria Lindsay. I mean, do you uh, look at some of the talent that's here in the Chattahoochee Valley and say, you know, uh, these talented uh, female athletes could become Columbus State Lady Cougars one day? Oh, of course. Um Again, when I got the job, I was, you know, new to the area and just kind of getting my bearings and starting the process of learning, you know, the high schools and all the, uh, you know, club programs and people who, you know, do a great job of uh, helping college coaches see talent in this area. And right now, we really want all this area to be recruited by Columbus State. We're right in their backyard. Uh, great example, Carver High School, Northside. Hardaway, we're looking at kids from all those different high schools. Anybody that has a kid that is something that we would uh, look at that we feel is caliber of playing at Columbus State, we want to keep them home. And that only helps with not only the fan base, but just the environment of just trying to make sure that everybody understands that we want to keep Columbus here. We want to keep, you know, Georgia here. Um, that's one of our main goals. But also, um, if you find a player in Pittsburgh, if you find a player in Staten Island, you know, New York, if you find a player in, you know, Germany or Poland, like we have that can fit the bill and do the job, then we're going to look at them as well. But, uh, but like you said, we are recruiting in our backyard now, and that will always be a standard going forward. Coach, I'm excited about seeing how the rest of this season plays out. Uh, your team looks great. Congratulations so far on the season. And good luck the rest of the way when we come conference tournament time in the Peach Bell Conference. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. That was the Columbus State women's head basketball coach, head coach Matt Hauser. Thank you so much, everybody, who has listened to the show. And I hope that you make it out to the Lumpkin Center this weekend as they will take on Flagler College. You don't want to miss it. Thank you so much. And... Have a great rest of your day.
You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.